Hello folks, welcome to the broadcast here. I'm your host, John Saxbury, right here at Revival Now. I want to talk to you today about a message that God has birthed into me. It coincides with what's going to be preached at the River of Tampa Bay, down in Tampa, um, with Pastor Rodney Heller Brown. One of the things that something that God has birthed into me, one of the things that God has burned into me recently in my spirit, is he said that my people, a lot of my people don't understand the, day, the reason why they can't understand the things of the Spirit is because they've never had a vision. They've never caught the vision. They, they don't have vision. They're lacking vision. They're serving blind, is basically what he's saying. He told me that uh, basically that they're, 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 they, they, they have the heart to serve. They have the want to to serve. But they don't have a spiritual, a spiritual sight into what they're, they're serving for. So, I want to talk to you today. I want you to go to your Bibles to Habakkuk chapter 2. You go with me. And I will take my stand upon my watch. And then we'll go, we're going to start at the top. I'll take my stand upon my watch post, my watch tower, and station myself on the tower. And look out to see what he will say to me, and what I will answer concerning my complaint. Righteous shall live by his faith. And the Lord answered to me, Write the vision, plain upon tablets, so he that may run who read he may run who reads it. For still the vision awaits for appointed time. It has to the end. And it will not lie, but if but if it seems slow, wait for it, but it surely come, for it will not delay. Behold, his soul is puffed up, it is not upright within him. But the righteous shall live by faith. Moreover, wine is a traitor, an arrogant man who never rests his greed as well as his shawl. Like death, he has never enough and he gathers for himself for himself all nations and collects his all his own people and shall not all these take up their taunt against him whilst with scoffing riddles for him saying woe to him who weep, who heaps up what is not his own for for how long and it goes on and we'll stop there we'll just stop here at at verse 5, stop there at verse 5. That, that from verse 5, just scratch that. Just stop at verse 4. I want to talk to you about people who work, who live without a vision. You can just tell that they're they're prideful in what God has called them to do. I mean, you just tell, and it just, and it, and it really, it really just sticks out like a sore thumb. When you don't have the vision, there's no passion, compassion for people. They're more of a brask over, more showy, showboaty type people. More they don't they don't see the cause of the need to, for revival. They just they would rather have regular church on its own. Why why go through all this revival stuff when you just have regular church on its own? That kind of stuff, and that's what killed revival in the nineties is stuff like that. Prideful, puffed up people who just literally just misused the things of God. They got prideful, they got 
They got deceitful. They got they they got into division. They got into strife. I mean, it was just some of them got into the flesh, where some of them started saying they had they were talking to their angels and stuff. All that weird garbage. And then finally, the hand of God just kind of like, okay, I'm not putting nothing in these. These people don't see the vision. I'm taking my hand off because I'm not going to operate through this. I mean, it, it's serious. When you don't have a vision, you're you're not you're not operating into the full gifts. You're not full operating into the gifts of the of the Holy Spirit. Getting the vision is taking something and, and just totally selling everything you are out to God and then just sacrificing everything, laying it all out on the altar for God. You know, this I I laid down my laid down my career for this. You know, I was a mechanic. I said, God, I'm retiring. I'm gonna. T I'm. I'm taking up the full time call to preach the gospel. Slowly but surely, God's been building this broadcast up, and it's where it is today, because I just made that decision. Look, I'm gonna follow the vision. I'm gonna follow the vision you put in me. Back in '97, I'm gonna refollow that vision. I'm gonna stay true to that thing, and I'm gonna stick to it this time, and I'm not gonna back off for not any, not one thing. Not one reason I'm going to back off. Go with me to the book of Proverbs, chapter 29, verse 18. Proverbs 29, verse 18. Still getting used to this new Bible. Mary got it for me. It's great. I can't. I'm not reading the Bible in tongues anymore. I'm actually reading the Bible, reading the King James. The original King James is fine when you're not verbally reading it out. It's good studying, but when you're verbally reading it out, you wind up talking in tongues, and people are looking at you like, "Huh? What's he saying? What's he reading?" Proverbs 29.18 I'm going to start at verse 17. Discipline in your son and he will give you rest. He will give you delight, the delight of your heart. Where there is no vi the prophetic vision, the people cast off a strength, restraint. But blessed are those who keep is the law. Basically, he's saying this is that when, when people have the vision of God, they're seeing with the eyes of God. They're not seeing with natural eyes. I mean, that goes for your finances. That goes for your, that goes for your health. That goes for your, the the well-being of your kids, whether your kids are away from the Lord or not. I mean, whether it goes for your, <coughs> your job, you've got to be able to see with the eyes of the Lord. And not with the natural eyes of man. The natural eyes of man will, will just will lead you astray. They, 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 that, that's a destructive road. That's basically what he's saying. Without the vision, my people perish. We've lost. We, I mean, I gotta say this. We've lost. The church has lost. The, the church in America has lost the vision. I mean, there's there's countries over in Africa, 
right now that's outdoing us, little small little countries. Bishop Oyadepo. Bishop David Oyadepo. I think he's got up like 20, 22 million people in his church. Something like that. Some. He's got he's got millions of people coming to his church. His church is I kid you not, and I kid you not, it's three miles by two miles, two three miles long by two miles wide. It takes up that much. For the people in the back, it takes them all day to make it up to the front, up to the altar, during the altar calls. His services are running 12, 12 16, 18 hours a day, a Sunday. Sometimes up to probably about, on a given basis, probably six days a week. They're in church. What happened to the church in America? People complain if it's over 45 minutes. I'm serious. People think people have got to get in gear, get their butt in gear. We get mad if the pastor if the pastor preaches over his time. What I mean, what 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 better what better what anything what is so important that you have to get out of the house of God, unless there's something in you that you don't. That doesn't need to be that that's not supposed to be there and it's not letting you be there and it doesn't want you there that makes you want to get antsy and get up and leave. Why not be in church service six hours? I think all churches should go six hours at least. I've been at Pastor Rodney's church. We started nine o'clock in the morning, and I kid you not, we went out, we got out at seven thirty. That, that evening, we were all plastered. We couldn't even walk out of the place. So what the problem is, nobody wants to wait on the Lord, for one. Nobody wants to wait on the Holy Spirit. It's all a big hurry up. Let's do it now. One, two. Let's get this worship pumped out. Let's get this, get the offering done. Let's just take two seconds on the offering, when it should take just as long as the regular message. The offering message is just as important as the regular message. I mean, Pastor Rodney will purposely sit there and preach three hour offering message. If he sees people getting antsy, he'll make it go longer. He ain't gonna do, he didn't know where to go. He can, he can, he, he, it's, I'm serious. What is wrong with, I mean, what is wrong with the church? We've got, we've got a serious problem here. Without the vision, people perish. It's flat out, we've got to have the vision. Part of repenting, it's part part of repenting, is seeking God for the vision. We've got to seek God for a vision here. <coughs> I mean, every born again believer should be in full time ministry. Every born again believer belongs in full time ministry. When you were born again, you become called to full time ministry. That's no, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You are called to the full time ministry. It's not just certain special people. They made that's the problem in the church too. People made a celebrity mentality out of preachers. 
oh, you get, you're not. You're, well, 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 I got, I got to follow this person, and I'm gonna follow that person, and I'm just, and I'm just gonna sit back, and I'm just gonna let this person be the big. They're, we should all be in that status. Why isn't every believer in that status? We're all standing up and getting out and preaching the gospel. It's not just Kenneth Copeland's job. It's not just Rodney Howard Brown's job. It's not just Pastor Rick Shelton's job, which I love all three of those great men of God with all with everything in, in me. But the thing is, we've got to all catch that vision and all run with that purpose. We've all got that calling in our life. People have made so much idols out of preachers. I mean, it's, 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 it's sad because it's taking away what God really wants to do. He wants to use everybody like that. No, we got we to gotta go down to the Believers Convention so I can go down and get my healing. And, and, get, get in, and I'm just letting, the, letting this person do that job. But we got all, I mean, I'm not against mega churches. And I'm not against people who, the, the generals in the faith. But when it comes down to it, we're all, we're, we're all, God wants us all in that status. Wants us all marching to the same thing, to the same ground. We're all in this for the same purpose. We're all equals in this thing. There's not one higher and greater. He's not working off some seniority list like some teamster. This isn't the teamster genie. This is the kingdom of God. We've got one king. And we're all servants. We're all priests. We're all priests and kings. We're all table setters. We're all called to that same purpose. We all need to rise up and do it. I think every born-again believer should have their own Facebook live ministry. Personally, build you a Facebook live ministry. People are like, where do I start? Facebook? Where do I start? Facebook, Instagram TV, um, Instagram Live, Periscope. There's Periscope, which I'm on all three of these. All the three of these. We've got to catch the vision, church. I mean, we've gotten into a bad rut here. I know it sounds like a sound like a broken record half the time, but we've got to get we've got to get with the program. We've got to we got to fix this thing. We've got to make some corrections to what we've done in the past. We've got to quit making idols out of preachers. Yes, should we give our pastors respect? By all means, yes. Should we give those generals who, those people who have blazed a trail respect, giving respect? Yes, we should. But in that same respect, we should be wanting to step up too. And and join, join, lock arms with them and join forces with them and get the job done. They can't do this little handful of preachers in the world is not going to get the job done. We all got to step up. It's all our man, it's every one of our man, of us. Our mandate is the body of Christ is to step out and go out and launch out into full time ministry. There's some stuff that God wants to do. There's some stuff that God wants to really, really do. But it's us that's holding him back. We have tied the hands of God because we we didn't have the we don't have the vision. The vision's not there. 
and it working in our lives. Life Church was born of a vision. A church, it's a church born of a vision. Pastor Rick had a had a dream that the entire congregation just started laying hands on each other, other people and getting up and going out and preaching the gospel and coming back and reporting to him on it. That there was there was people being healed, people being delivered, people getting up and starting new ministries, new churches. And they all came back to him. It's happening. I mean, little by little it's happening, but it's not at the rate it should be. We've got to be certain bringing people to church. Next month, next month I'm going to start doing, I'm going to do a campaign called Invite a Friend to Church. I'm going to start challenging people. I'm going to start doing a challenge, and I'm going to make it go viral on Facebook and all all forms, all platforms of social media. We start inviting people to church. And yes, if you're listening, I'm going to probably be going to be pick one, picking on one of you people right now. Corey, I probably might pick on you too. We've got to get the vision deep burned into our spirits. We've got to get that plate, get to that place where we're we're hungry for a move of God. We want God to God wants to move. God wants to do so much in this earth. He wants to do so much. We we're living in a peril time. Look in the news and see see everything that's going on around us. Tell us something's not going on. It's the same thing as what's been prophesied. This is biblical prophecy. We've got a wrecking ball president. Who's out there destroying the, the system, the cabal. We've got ISIS wait, waiting in the wings to take over. I mean, serious. We're, 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 we're right at the precipice. We're at the midnight hour. We've got to, it's the time we run like never before. We've got to seek it for a move of Almighty God. This is, this is no time for games. People's, the day of people's games is over. Preachers playing games, I mean, preaching stupid stuff that doesn't make any sense. They don't. They want to avoid heaven, teaching people about the vision. They don't want people knowing about the encounter with God or how to get in touch with the, the presence of God to where they, the, the power of God starts manifesting and the demonstrating, manifesting and demonstrating. They don't want that because they, they don't want the conviction. They don't want to have to deal with the conviction. Of things in her own life. Sorry. My mouth is running. I'm foaming at the mouth. Yes, I had my rabies shots. Just all take a drink real quick. Just join in with me. Perfect, let's go. Anyway. Listen, we've got to get back to the vision. We've got to come back to that to that place in God, where He's moving in the service, and it doesn't matter if the service goes to 12 or 11, 12 o'clock at night. Let the people get touched. Let people get set free. What's what's what? What are you afraid of? I'm talking to ministers out there, out here, by way of podcasts on 
MSNBC by way of Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Netgear, um, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and so on and so on. My challenge: What is what is what 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 do you have to lose by allowing God to manifest in your service? By letting the presence of God to manifest through people and demonstrate himself through people and set people free by himself instead of some boring lecture. I mean, what do you have to lose? Without the people, the, without the, it, the Bible says it right here. Without the vision, the people perish. I mean, it says it right here in my Bible. Proverbs 29, chapter 18. It's right here. It's right here. Without the vision, the people perish. It's not something I'm making up. This is something that's in the word. This is the written word of God. We've got to come back and let allow the vision to be embedded back into our lives. One of the things I told God when I went back and decided to go back, when I, when, when I made the decision to go back into ministry, when he had, when he, when the conviction of the Lord kept coming on me, I told him, I said, I will never let, let go of the vision again, like I did before. Amen. Haggai chapter twelve. Haggai chapter. This is what he wants to do. This is what God is promising to do. This, this, these prophecies are promises. Say prophecies are not always doom and gloom. Prophecies are not doom and gloom, always doom and gloom, but prophecies are, can also be, are also the promises of God. It's a promise to the believer. It's judgment to the unbeliever. If you're not a believer, then you don't have to. If you're a believer, if you're, if you're a born-again believer, you don't have nothing to worry about. You don't have nothing to worry about with the Antichrist, the rapture happening. You have nothing to worry about. You should not be. You should be worried for other people that they don't get left behind. But with yourself, you should be. You should be. You shouldn't be so scared. If you are scared, that means there's something you need to get right with God. I'm serious. If there's something that's that, if you're that scared over prophecy, prophe prophecy is a promise to me. I'm glad that we have something that's gonna Satan's gonna take be taken form of a human being. That may that means he's within he's within power with he's he has limited power and form. The enemy is going to have limited power and form, and he's going to become a mortal human, mortal being. Means he's going to be subject to judgment and death. That's a good thing. I mean, seriously. Go with me to Haggai chapter two. Haggai chapter two. You're going to love this. Haggai chapter 2. I'm excited. I'm stoked.
Uses Bible. Okay, we're here. All right, Haggai chapter two. I mean, I, this is stuff that God's really burned into me. Haggai chapter two. I'm gonna read it from the top. In the seventh month of the 21st day of the month, the word of the Lord came by hand, came by hand uh, the way of Haggai. The prophet, is, the, the prophet, speak now to Zerubbabel, Zerubbabel the son of Shealtulamotadishamanadiah, or whatever the heck that name is, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, the son of Jehozadak, the high priest, and to all the remnant of the people, and say, who is, let, who is led among you who saw this house in its former glory? How do you see it now? It is not nothing in your eyes. Is it not nothing in your eyes? Yet now be strong, O Zerubbabel, declares the Lord. Be strong, O Joshua, son of Jehozadak, Jehozadak, the high priest. Be strong, all you people of the land, declares the Lord. Work, for I am with you, declares the Lord of hosts, when accordingly to the covenant that I have made you when you came out of Egypt. My spirit remains you, missed, fear not, thus saith the Lord of hosts. Yet once in a while, I, in a little while, I will shake the heavens, the earth, the sea, the dry land. And I will shake all the nations, and all the glory of the nations shall come too, as well. And I will fill this house with glory, says the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine, and the gold is mine, declares the Lord. The latter glory of this house shall be greater than the house of the former, says the Lord of, the ho Lord of hosts. And in this place I will give peace, says the Lord of hosts. Basically, he's saying this. Look, I want to do something powerful in your land. But you cannot, you got to get connected to the vision that I have for you. This vision that God just put, placed in us, it's, it's all in us. It'd be, it, it's just you just got to get connected to it and allow your spirit to turn on. A lot of people are spiritually turned off, shut off, and in, in this day and age, I mean, I'm I'm foaming at the mouth again. Sorry. Anyway, people are shut off. People are shut. Their spirit is shut off. Their spirit is shut off. Their 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 inner man is shut off. There's it's there's like there's something severed. A lot of it's got to do with people being born being born into churches, being brought up in churches all their lives, and it just doesn't it, it's not real. To, it becomes not real after a while. I hate to say that, but there it's just the way it is. It's not real. It becomes just another thing that's said, and you just go along with the motions, and you're just part of your part as long as you're part of the crowd who cares 
This is not about being a part of a crowd. When you're born again, a born-again believer, you're not supposed to be a part of a crowd. You're supposed to be set apart. You're supposed to be set apart from other people. You're not supposed to be like others. You're not supposed to be in competition. You're not supposed to be a social gathering. You're supposed to be an ever-fighting army. An ever-growing force that takes out the kingdom, the darkness. I mean, this is this is serious business. This isn't a game. I mean, people take the things of God as a game. They play games with God, and they don't they don't give God the rightful place that He deserves. They don't give Him the rightful His rightful authority. They don't let Him take control of their fighting finances they don't let them take control of this they don't let them take control of anything in their life because they've got themselves so guarded with all these insecurities that the enemy's actually they've actually trapped the enemy inside instead of trapping him out instead of keeping him out they've trapped the enemy inside and, and he's wreaking havoc in their lives I mean We've got to get over. We got. We got to get past. We got to get over insecurities. We've got to get over being being feel the feel being needed. Think about the think about the people in the past that who died for for their Christianity. People are dying for their Christianity now. They're not telling people no. I would. They're not telling people they renounce Jesus Christ when they where they convert to Allah and the the Islam and they. And their life was spared. No. They're not getting their life spared. They're dying for the cause of they believe in Jesus Christ, son of the living God, the one who was crucified, buried, and rose again and lives to this day on high. They believe. They believe in the God, God, the God our Father. They believe in their Christ our Son. They believe in the Holy Spirit. The God that's three in one. They believe that Jesus Christ is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. That they know that no matter what, when did no man take it their life because they have already given their life. Because they got the vision burnt in them. It burnt in their heart. They got that vision and they are not gonna give up they're not going to give it away to no one. They're not giving it up for nothing. Kill me if you will, you know. But I will never de denounce the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You got to be willing to die for what you're believing in. Jesus said they, they should be they should be witnesses unto me in both Judea and Jer Jerusalem, Judea and other most parts of the earth. Being a witness means you're being willing to die. They're willing to die. They're willing to give their life. They don't want to. They're not getting. They're not renouncing the name of Jesus. They don't want to. They don't want to go to a devil's hell. They've con they've converted from Islam to Christianity, and now they're 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 they're, they're getting they're, they 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 are not they're not they're not backing down. These people. This is what Christian true Christians are made of. Bring that here to America, I guarantee you, you'd be having an uprise of Islam. You'd have a mass wave of converts to Islam in a heartbeat. People in America are too chicken, they're too coward. 
Put a gun to my head. Pull the trigger. I don't care. Go home. I'll go home. I'll go home. That's the way it goes. Because I'm not giving up on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not giving up on the vision that God put in my heart. I'm not giving it away. I'm not renouncing it. I'm not stepping down from ministry because for anyone. Not anything. Not even the devil in hell. I'm not step weird. This is a no. This is a no. Negotiation factor. There is no negotiating this. This is a non-negotiable. Second Chronicles chapter twenty. Chronicles chapter seven, verse fourteen, and I'm going to close. My people who are called by my name shall humble themselves, seek their face, and pray. And turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven, and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. It's simple as that. You got to turn from your own ways and turn for the ways of God. You got to plug into the vision. Too many Christians in here flying blind. They're flying blind nowadays. They're flying like this. They're flying. They're flying blind, and they don't. They have no vision. They have. They don't have this, the vision to navigate them to where they need to go. The vision is what navigates you. It's the. It's your. It's your supernatural navigation system. That navigates you to the things of God and the bring the 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 thing the realms of God and the, and the things of the supernatural. That vision is where it would guide you and what drives you. That's your driving force. It's that inner working, inner most being that's connected and seen with the eyes of God. We've got to we've got to turn on our vision. We gotta open our spiritual eyes. And let God and let God and let Jesus Christ be Lord. Let the Holy Spirit reign and manifest. Amen. I want to take this time right now before we log before I go off the air. I want to take this time right now to make an invitation for people who know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. I want to ask you right now if you're not born again and you and you have been away from God or you've never been to church, you've never been it's not even about you know church. It's about you never even knew who you had a relationship with God. Or you've never, if you've been born again and you've grown cold. Maybe you've had the vision and you, and you let it go. Now's the hour of salvation. Now's the time to, to dedicate your life to the Lord. And say this prayer with me. Dear Father God, I come to you in the name of your son Jesus to be forgiven of my sins. Dear Father God, I think you said you, you put said in your word, which I believe in my heart and confess with my mouth that you raised Jesus Christ from the dead, that I shall be saved. Holy Spirit, come into my life. Baptize me. 
transform my life and never let me be the same again in Jesus name and I and Lord Jesus I thank you for shedding your blood thank you for forgiving my sin and thank you for rising on the third day in my in, in so that I may be born so that I may be born again in Jesus' name, everybody said amen. If you said that prayer, your sins have been forgiven right now. And if you want, to, if you need extra prayer or you need any prayer request, feel free to email me. Email me at revivalistjfs3 at gmail.com or call it, call or text 636-368-6490. God bless you and have a wonderful evening in the Lord. This is a production of Revival Now International Media Ministries. For more information on our ministries, please email me at revivalistjfs3 at gmail.com. God bless you and have a great day.